Good morning. Loudoun County supervisors will be asking federal lawmakers to take the next step toward legalizing industrial hemp by taking it off the list of federally controlled substances. For Friday, September 7th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. This week, the Board of Supervisors voted to ask federal lawmakers to take the next step toward legalizing industrial hemp. This was a move led by Supervisor Tony Buffington. Industrial hemp has long been caught up in the blanket ban of the plant Cannabis Sativa, aimed at its cousin Cannabis Sativa Indica, or marijuana. But industrial hemp has vanishingly low levels of THC, which is the chemical in marijuana that causes a high. Loudoun economic development officials and agricultural organizations like the Virginia Farm Bureau have pointed to hemp as potentially a boon for farmers. How much help it will be exactly remains an open question. With rare exception for academic study, it has been illegal to cultivate hemp in Virginia since the 1930s. The last person who grew hemp in Virginia is probably dead. That means basically that farmers will have to relearn how to get the most out of the crop starting from square one. But the County Department of Economic Development has said it could be another choice for Loudoun farmers when they're figuring out what to grow on their land. A report by Loudoun County staff members lists use in textiles, industrial products, paper, building materials, foods, supplements, technical products like ink and varnishes, and personal hygiene products. Industrial hemp is described as generally understood to be an adaptable, low-maintenance crop that is viable across a range of growing conditions. Buffington said if you want farmers to keep their farms farms, then you have to give them the tools to do that. Still, some supervisors and Sheriff Michael Chapman worried about legalizing hemp over concerns about marijuana. Chapman pointed out that despite having been legalized by several states, the crop remains illegal under federal law except for research purposes, although he also acknowledged that law seems unenforceable. He and Supervisor Gary Higgins worried that legalizing hemp would complicate law enforcement. Higgins worried that growing hemp in Loudoun would make it easier to hide marijuana crops by putting them in hemp fields, despite the difference in appearance between the two strains. He pointed to an incident in which a marijuana crop in Bluemont was hidden in a cornfield. But according to information prepared for supervisors before that meeting, a hemp field may in fact be the last place a marijuana grower would want to hide their crop. According to the Congressional Research Service, if you plant marijuana in a hemp field, it can cross-pollinate, which means you lose the benefit of both plants. The hemp becomes illegal because its THC level rises above the legal limit, and the THC in the marijuana gets diluted. Vice Chairman Ralph Bona compared the conversation to, quote, one of those freaky little movies they showed back in the 1960s on how to stay away from drugs, end quote. He said hemp is an agricultural product grown in many countries, not to mention a few neighboring states like Kentucky and West Virginia, and Virginia is being left out. 
Supervisors voted 6-3 to three to include support for legalizing industrial hemp in their federal legislative agenda. Supervisors Higgins, Suzanne Volpe, and Kristen Umstadt were opposed. In 2014, Congress passed legislation that created a definition for hemp as containing very low THC, which began to separate it from marijuana in federal law. Another federal bill, the Hemp Farming Act of 2018, co-sponsored by a Democrat and two Republicans, including Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, has been in committee for months. Some parts of that bill have been incorporated into the Senate's 2018 Farm Bill, which is currently in conference committee. Anyway, go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, after years of rumors, the wait is over, and yesterday, Trader Joe's opened the doors on its first store in Loudoun County. With the new store in one Loudoun, Trader Joe's now has nine locations in Northern Virginia. Loudoun County Chair Phyllis Randall and Supervisor Ron Meyer were on hand to celebrate the opening. Some of the biggest questions facing Loudoun County planning commissioners as they write the county's new comprehensive plan are how many new homes they should expect over the next 20 years and where to put them and county planners are seeing limited options. Deputy Director of Planning and Zoning Elena Ray told planning commissioners options are very limited in the suburban policy area. Where once Loudoun was prized for its vast acres of undeveloped land, ripe for rows of townhouses today, most of the land where residential development is allowed already has it. In the suburban policy area in the county's east, county planners counted up just over 3,500 vacant acres where homes would be allowed. Planning Commissioner Jeff Salmon pointed out that's only about one and a half times the area of South Riding, so not much if you're dealing with growth across an entire county. The land needed for capital facilities like schools, libraries, and parks to even serve the homes allowable under our current plan, but that have not yet been built, is estimated at almost 3,500 acres, and commissioners are looking at thousands more homes under the new plan. So, county planners are looking at a few options in that area, like in neighborhoods with larger lot sizes. Ray said there are some older areas that were never connected to central utilities, so they don't have water and sewer now. She said allowing more houses per acre in those neighborhoods and allowing them to hook up to central utilities could spur some redevelopment. She said those are places like Potomac Farms, Broad Run Farms, and Oak Grove. But even that, commissioners worried, won't move the needle. And with few options in the suburban east and no appetite to allow big development in the rural west, that leaves only the transition policy area in between. That's a swath of land that bisects the county from north to south around the area of Leesburg and then along the southeastern border of the county. The stakeholder steering committee that prepared the first draft of the plan already suggested allowing more homes to be built in that area, but county planners believe they need even more than that. In particular, they've got their sights set on areas in the far southeastern areas of the county, along with an area north of the village of Lena between Route 50 and Evergreen Mills Road. The committee will continue its work through September, with plans to put its proposed plan to a public hearing in October or November. And did you know September is Attendance Awareness Month in Loudoun Schools? This is because of a proclamation by the school board back in August. After seeing a small dip in attendance rates over the past few years and a change to state accreditation standards that takes into account that attendance rate, Loudoun County Public Schools is pushing to make sure students get to class every day and on time. The school system's attendance rate was 95.84% last year. That's down slightly from two years earlier when it was 96.21%. Loudoun still has one of the highest attendance rates in the state, but school administrators say they want to be proactive and break down any barriers to students getting to class. 
When they passed that proclamation about Attendance Awareness Month, school board members stressed that missing two or three days of school a month regardless of the reason is considered chronic absenteeism and can lead to academic trouble and higher dropout rates. The school system now has a three-tiered system to addressing it. Step one is just letting every student and family know about the importance of attendance. Here we are on the morning minute talking about it, so good job. Step two kicks in when a student chalks up three or more unexcused absences. Administrators meet with the parents, create an attendance plan, and connect students to the school social worker, school psychologist, or other support. And step three is for the kids missing several days a month. That one includes meetings with the family, the school's mental health team, and probably other community resources to help deal with things like a mental health issue, or a parent losing a job, or a family just not having much money. There is also one other thing the school system can do as a last resort, reporting parents to the courts. In 2012, a Loudoun County mother was found guilty of violating compulsory attendance laws. She was fined $1,000 for frequently getting her daughters to Lincoln Elementary School late. That same year, another Loudoun family was brought to court for repeatedly bringing their kids to Waterford Elementary School late, although those charges were dropped because the children's attendance improved. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, it's first Friday in Leesburg. There's music all over the place tonight. Alex Kearns will be at Shoes Cup and Court from 6 to 8. The Caleb Nine duo will be playing jazz at Lightfoot Restaurant from 6 to 10. And David Davil is playing Donor Bistro from 6 to 9. And Crooked Run Brewing will be hosting a Market Station blog party. Over in Ashburn, Alex Bertke and Mark Powell will be playing Blend Coffee Bar from 6 to 9, and Flavor Food Truck will be serving. They won first place in the food truck category in our Loudon's Favors Reader's Poll this year. And the Jason Perry Duel will be playing B Chord Brewing Company in Round Hill tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell your cashier at Trader Joe's about it and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day. Yeah.